Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Wednesday. We're rocking and rolling right through this week. Middle of the week, December 14th already. Yes. Wow. Halfway through the month. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. You know, I, I hope that you're, uh, you know, probably... Of course, I know you probably already have all your shopping done and everything wrapped, and <laughs> you know all better. the good, all the good things. <laughs> what do you mean, knowing me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first maybe, of all, maybe this if, is a public service announcement. If you're like Edwin; you probably ought to start doing some of that. Even if we were recording this on December 14th, you know that's not the way I would be. I just like <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, talking about time marching on, this time is a really long on. psalm, and so let's just go ahead and jump into it here. I'm All right. From the New American Standard, Psalm 68. For the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered, and let those who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them exult before God. Yes, let them rejoice with gladness, sing to God, sing praises to his name, lift up a song for him who rides through the deserts, whose name is the Lord, and exult before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. O God, when you went forth before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth quaked. The heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself quaked at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You shed abroad a plentiful rain, O God. You confirmed your inheritance when it was parched. Your creatures settled in it. You provided in your goodness for the poor, O God. The Lord gives the command. The women who proclaim the good tidings are a great host. Kings of armies flee, they flee, and she who remains at home will divide the spoil. When you lie down among the sheepfolds, you are like the wings of a dove covered with silver and its pinions with glistening gold. When the Almighty scattered the kings, there it was snowing in Zalman. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you look with envy, O mountains with many peaks, at the mountain which God has desired for his abode? Surely the Lord will dwell there forever. The chariots of God are myriads, thousands upon thousands. The Lord is among them as at Sinai. In holiness, you have ascended on high. You have led captive your captives. You have received gifts among men, even among the rebellious also, that the Lord God may dwell there. Blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burden, the God who is our salvation. God is to us a God of deliverances, and to God the Lord belong escapes from death. Surely God will shatter the head of his enemies, the hairy crown of him who goes on in his guilty deeds. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan. I'll bring them back from the depths of the sea that your foot may shatter them in blood. The tongue of your dogs may have its portion from your enemies. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers went on, the musicians after them, in the midst of the maidens beating tambourines, Bless God in the congregations, even the Lord, you who are of the fountain of Israel. There's Benjamin, the youngest, ruling them, the princes of Judah in their throng, the princes of Zebulun, the princes of Naphtali. Your God has commanded your strength. Show yourself strong, O God, who have acted on our behalf. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring gifts to you. 
rebuke the beasts and the reeds, the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples, trampling underfoot the pieces of silver. He has scattered the peoples who delight in war. Envoys will come out of Egypt. Ethiopia will quickly stretch out her hands to God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides upon the highest heavens, which are from ancient times. Behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God. His majesty is over Israel, and his strength is in the skies. O God, you are awesome from your sanctuary. The God of Israel himself gives strength and power to the people. Blessed be God. Man, I just love that. That is a great, great psalm. So what we have is a lot of power being demonstrated in that psalm. The psalmist, of course, is calling upon God uh, to exercise power and and, uh, to see the enemy. We talked about this blow away like smoke in the wind or melt like wax. And and then as it goes on, you know, there's other callbacks to it. I, I guess particularly my my ears were attuned to, oh, around verse 21 through 23, uh, that God will be wounding the head of the enemies, even the hairy scalp of the one who still goes on in his <laughs> trespasses. Ooh. I know. I, I don't have any good uh, associations with the idea of scalping. Um, <laughs> You know, and and so it's uh, it's uh, it's powerful, man. It's talking about God coming in a lot of judgment. I don't know that it's imprecatory necessarily. No, no, no. Um, I wouldn't but, call it imprecatory. I mean, there's there. I guess but certainly the, the day is coming when he's. <laughs> I guess the little verse where it talks about you know there's going to be blood that you can stamp your feet in. Well, yeah, or that, feeding that feeding the enemies to the dogs. That's yeah. that same section there. Twenty, which of course reminds us of Jezebel. Yes, it does. Another one of Israel's yeah. moments. Another, except for this that one, would have, if, this would have been that would have been after this psalm if it was written in the time of David it, or Solomon. It so. would have been. Yeah. But but you know even even before that there was no good feelings about dogs in Israel. No, no, they no. they don't like that. This is this is a psalm of majesty and power and might and glory and praise. And I know we've made the decision. Uh, rather, it, it's longer. Normally, with the longer ones, we kind of piecemeal it each day. But this is just such a powerful, wonderful psalm. I'm glad we're reading it. Every day. And we, you, you said something yesterday. You talked about that I wanted to dig into today. In yesterday's conversation, you talked about seeing the mountains that were envious. A lot of mountain imagery in here, right? You've got in verses 15 and 16, these mountains of Bashan, a mountain range. He comes back to Bashan in verse 22. Um, I will bring back from Bashan. I will bring them back from the depths of the sea. And apparently he's bringing them back so that they might be judged. Yeah, in um, that verse. Mm-hmm. In verse 22. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that, I think that idea from Bashan to um, to the sea is this, I can't remember what the, the terminology is for this, but it's I'm, I'm going to give you two extremes, a great height mm-hmm. and a great depth. Uh-huh. And the idea here is from high to low. You know, it doesn't matter where they're yeah. hiding. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they're going. Everything we see the same kind of thing in Psalm one thirty nine. Kind of reminds me of the exp- expression from soup to nuts. Okay, I don't know that. Expression. You don't know that expression. What does that one mean? Uh, this this uh, it's an expression that goes back to the the grand French dinners and French cuisine. Okay, from the very to first course, yeah, the is soup. the soup, and your after dinner refreshments is is the nuts ah. and everything in between. And so you know, like 
again, to use an expression, line by line. Yeah, right? just from beginning to from end, beginning alpha to and end, omega, alpha and omega. All, yeah, you know, all A to Z, soup to nuts. That's interesting. From Bashan to the sea. Yeah, to the okay. depths of the sea. The even it's sea. from the height to the lowest. I'm going to be bringing them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bashan gets used twice. The first time, it, it's uh, it's envious. The mountains in Bashan, I, I've been saying oh. Bashan, you know, you say tomato, I say tomato. Bashan, but, uh, Bashan. But either way, we've got these many peaked mountains in Bashan, which Bashan or Bashan is on the east side of the Jordan. Mm-hmm. And this may even include the region that goes all the way up to Mount Hermon. Yeah, further north, yeah. And so it goes on up there. Some think that probably Mount Hermon is what's specifically being thought of here. That is the great mountain in the region. It's, it is humongous, the high point I understand. I have friends who have seen it, and they've yes. told me that it brings this passage to life. It just makes it very real. From northern Galilee. I'm not saying that you could—I don't know if you could see it from Jerusalem. I'm, I'm not no. going to say that. No. But, but from the north part of Israel, yes. But if you saw it. Hermon and then you saw Zion— you'd say, well, I know which one of these mountains is really the biggest. Yes. And it's not Zion. You'd get out your topographical map and yeah. say, I have proof. Yeah. Mount Hermon, or up in the Bashan Mountains, This, these are the higher points. They're higher, they're taller. And now what we have in Psalm 68 is the psalmist giving us this wonderful, this wonderful imagery of these higher, bigger mountains mm-hmm. looking down mm-hmm. and seeing this little dinky hill in Jerusalem. <laughs> and well, what? God, why are you going there? Mm-hmm. Why are you going there? Mm-hmm. You know, ancient peoples often saw their gods as living on high, tall mountains. Olympus. Olympus, I was going to say that, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And yet what we have here is God has chosen, well, not the highest mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he's living on a hill, so we're, we're, not, we're not abandoning that concept, but he's not chosen the highest mountain. Why on earth would God do that? And Hermon and Bashan and Zalman and all these mountains looking with envy. Why not us? Why not us? Why would you go with that dinky mountain? You know, as even as you're saying that, I, it kind of puts me in mind of uh, the Syrian general Naaman, when the man of God comes and tells him he needs to go and dip in the Jordan River seven times to have his leprosy healed. He can't for the life of him figure out why he needs to go in this yes little dirty little river here in in israel the the rivers of his country are grander and better and why can't i go there yes the abana the far part in syria they're cleaner they're bigger that surely this would work better his servants reasoned with him that if the man of god had asked him to do a great thing he surely would so why not this this you want to do this yeah so why would god choose this little river why would god choose this particular little mountain yeah because that seems to be the way our god works in fact i think paul drives this home and and it, it makes me thankful. Mm-hmm. Paul has, has a statement that's kind of like this when we look in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you are wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Because of him, you're in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So God can choose, or God does choose, I should say, the humble things to demonstrate his power, even foolish things to demonstrate his wisdom, because even his foolishness is wiser than the wisdom of men. Had he chosen Hermon 
or the many peaked mountains elsewhere in Bashan, had he chosen that, they might brag about their height, their lofty power, their grandeur. They might just say, well, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean hey. Well, of course I know why I, he chose me. If I was God, I'd pick that mountain too. Yeah. But Jerusalem, Judea, mm-hmm. uh, all, all they can say is, you know what our number one boast is? Well, I mean, you know, Yahweh lives here. Yeah, that's a big one. That's it. <laughs> that's a good. I mean, I get it, Herman. You're tall. Yeah. And very few people are going to be able to call. I get it, McKinley. You're huge. But God lives on my mountain. God lives on this mountain. And I think that's where we are as Christians. You know, we yeah, if, if he had chosen the noblest people and the wisest people, if he had chosen the smartest people and the most athletic people and the most beautiful people, uh, we we might be able to say, well, yeah, I get why God chose me. I mean, have you looked at me? I mean, have you seen my test scores? I mean, do you see how tall I am and how strong I am? But that's not that's not how he chose people. And what we get to boast in is if the Lord is dwelling with us. If yeah. if we are in the temple, if we are the temple of the Lord, that's that's our boast. And that's the only thing we can boast about. Maybe another great case study in that is when God selected Saul to be the first king of Israel. And yes, he certainly looked like a king. He was head and shoulders above all else. And yet when he selected David through the prophet Samuel, Samuel saw the, the older brothers and said, oh, this one looks like a king. No, this one looks like a king. And he had passed through all of them because God sees the heart. And it was the smaller son and the ruddy one. That was David. He had the heart of God. It is quite fascinating to recognize this contrast between King Saul and King David as far as stature. But I also find it interesting that in our psalm, in verse 27, there is Benjamin, the least of them. Little Benjamin, the, the little, new King James Little says. Benjamin in the lead. So here's one of the smallest tribes that actually gets the first king. Mm-hmm. And how interesting is that? So so there's kind of this... this this study in contrast. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the tallest man from the smallest tribe, uh-huh. and we're we're gonna learn something from this. Yeah, and uh, I, I think we It'll see that here. here. Yeah, absolutely. You almost have a kind of a modus operandi here, then, of, of God, don't you? What a great term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God does that all the time. He's doing it today, and I think where we need to leave this is that if God does this all the time, if He used Jerusalem, if He used Zion instead of Bashan or Hermon, He can use us. Amen. Um, Excuse me, let's thought. praise let's praise God for that. Amen. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that we can be in your word together and, and allow this uh, Psalm 68 to, to wash over us. And Father, what we've been appreciating from it today is how your, your ways are different than our own and certainly higher than our own. Uh, Lord, it's encouraging to see how you choose humble things to make your greatness apparent. And we take that to, to heart and are reminded then how we must humble ourselves and trusting, Father, that you will lift us up. May it be so for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.